at the end of the Grand National Race. A car destined to run 500 miles at speeds well over 100 miles an hour is a very special animal. The following is a production of Dirty Mo Media. Hey, everybody. I, I actually, this is Mike. Um, coming to you. Dale Jr. is on his way. I want to actually get to the listeners and the audience and tell them what's going on because we have <laughs> sort of cooked up a surprise for Dale Jr. So it was his birthday this week, right? Uh, October 10th. He turned 47. And he's been giving us a hard time. I don't know if anybody's caught this about not telling him happy birthday. or you know, I think he was expecting something. Well, there is something. It's happening today on the show. Cole Swindell is our guest. He's in on it. Amy Earnhardt has has planned a trip for Dell Jr. to Key West. That uh, no kids, just friends. Mm-hmm. It's going to be wonderful, and he doesn't know it. What's more, he thinks he's got a lot of show to do, but he doesn't realize we've already sort of made plans. So what's going to happen is Cole is going to do, come in and do the interview with us. Yeah. Cole also knows that when we're wrapping up, he's going to go into uh, go to our door over here. And behind that door, Amy is going to be waiting with a birthday cake. He's going to be surprised. We honestly never know how Dell's going to react. I mean, sometimes he lets us down in that area. Well, we did surprise him, too, because he thought Cole was coming at 10. And right. we sprung so we, it on him. We, we've had to change up some things because they need to get to Key West. And the plane's yeah. going to be waiting on him. Well, we've, we've changed some taping things. Dell's going to be like, I don't get it. Why are we doing this? We're like, just because. So we're doing this early. And... Dale's going to be surprised. So hang tight. You know, this is going to be a fantastic interview with Cole, by the way. We have been waiting for him uh, to come in. Dale and Cole are good friends. I mean, he's a multi-platinum, number one selling country music artist that is just, you know, a big fan of NASCAR, and we just have really been looking forward to Cole. However, there's also Mm -hmm. something at the end that we are uh, planning, and I'm a little nervous about it, not going to lie. Hey, the fans are in on it now, too, listening. The That's fans are in thing. on it. You guys are all in on it. Everybody's in on it. So uh, it's going to be fun, and Dale's going to be here, so I'm going to shut up. Enjoy the show. Rolling all cameras. All right. I was out taking shots. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Dale Jr. Download. This is episode 362. I'm Dale Hart Jr. in the Bojangles studio with Mike Davis, my co-host. Matthew's here, Leah's here. we got a great show for you today. Our guest today on the show, Cole Swindell, country music superstar. Uh, good friend of many in the NASCAR industry. Uh, he's going to come in here and tell us his story. I, I've known him for a long time. Didn't know a lot of the things that we're going to learn today. Pretty mm. interesting. So... You know, not one of those guys who kind of had it handed to him. Right. Had a little more of a uh, a workman's-like path to it. Had to earn it. Got to appreciate that. Yeah, you got to appreciate that. So we're going to hear from Cole. He's had some difficult things happen in his life as well. Recently lost his mother. Uh, his dad passed away quite early in his career as he was sort of hitting hitting the big time. We're going to hear how those things affected him and how the fans and everything else, how his, how his music has kind of helped him work through it. So I'm eager to talk about it, man. I, we have some similarities, you know, in loss and so forth. And, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how we can compare notes. we got to ask Junior as well, presented by Xfinity. Give me a let's start the show. Let's show the start. You mean start the show? Let's show the start. Show the let's start show. 
for all those who are dyslexic. <laughs> you know what comes next. Show start, let's. <laughs> the. the. That's, a, <laughs> that's some Let's start, Joe. Get started. Sounds good. All right, it's my favorite part of the show, the Ask Junior segment presented by Xfinity. Leah Vaughn is here, and she's got all the questions you guys have sent to Xfinity Racing on Twitter. First question from Big Block Camaro. Hey, Dale, any updates on your new square body truck purchase? Yeah, it's sitting out back. I got a 77 C10 uh, dropped, not too low. Uh, it's not on bags. I didn't want a bagged truck, but, uh, but, and it's kind of a avocado green exterior. It's got a orange plaid interior. I wouldn't change a thing about this truck. Love it. I'll put some, I'm going to get somebody to take some good photos for me and I'll post it on my Instagram account coming up. I've actually shared a picture or two of it, but I'll get some good, good photos. Uh, bought the truck from Arizona. It's a frame off uh, build. Every bolt on it, brand new. The other night, it did. The other night, it didn't. Uh, I had to put uh, sun visors in it. Didn't come with sun visors, so I ordered some on eBay, uh, some good used ones. And uh, me and Sonny put them in the other night. And I worked on the front valence a little bit. It drags because it's so low, and I cleaned that front valence up a little bit. It was a little. It was a little uh, wavy. So I like working on the truck from time to time. We've done a couple other little things to it since we've gotten it. And uh, love it. Drove it here. Driving it home. Next question from Jeremy Taylor. And this is probably for both uh, you and uh, Mike. Can you describe the early days of starting Dirty Mo Media? Really interested to hear about the journey from its inception to present day. That's definitely a Mike question. <laughs> I, You know, when he's like, I'm going to do this show, this podcast, I'm like, I don't listen to podcasts. What's a podcast? Who listens to podcasts? I mean, this is a long time ago. What, I mean, five years ago, 10 years ago. Okay. Almost 10 years ago. He's like, trust me, we need to get in this space. I'm like, all right, you take it. You're, you, got the, you got the reins. You run this thing. And uh, he's really, Dirty Mo Media, Mike built it. And if you haven't ever listened to the show before, I was the host. There was a long period of time where I was not the host. And a lot of, uh, we did a lot of episodes where I really was not involved. And so Mike would, you know, Mike would come in and do the show we had a couple other co-hosts at different times, and um, eventually I was like, hey, man, I think I would like to be on the show or be a part of the show. And I don't know that Mike was ex immediately <laughs> sure whether that was what was needed. You know, He's like, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe you don't need to be part That's of the show. not true. <laughs> He's like, I don't know. I don't like that idea. Sell me on it. I had to come in here, audition. <laughs> no, no. It's, it's very believable Wait. that I said that, but it's definitely not true. No, no, no. It was a long. I had to go home, wait it out. <laughs> wait for the call. Yep. He was looking on. Yeah. I don't know. There was like 80 other people trying out for this gig. <laughs> yeah, it was, down, it was down to him and Kozlowski. You know, we just didn't know which one was going to be the one to go with. No, it, that's that you, obviously and, that's not true. And you know, <laughs> I had I got paired with Tyler Overstreet. It was difficult working conditions. Um, <laughs> I carried the show <laughs> week after week after week. This guy was is 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 like a, a, a pound of meat just sitting in the <laughs> seat next to me. <laughs> that's what? Me. Oh, it is <laughs> Tyler. He was good. He's like, hey, he's got the world. Hey, Tyler, <laughs> what'd you do this week? Oh well, my God. I don't know. Played Xbox. 
No, I'm kidding. Tyler's Tyler. Tyler. So he didn't. Hey, look, I made him do that. He didn't really. He wasn't into it. He didn't want to do the show. He was so glad when we when we changed it, and he didn't have to do it anymore. <laughs> Anyways, um, nah, you know, Mike. Uh, all this is his creation, his vision, and uh, he probably won't agree or 100 percent agree with that. But all the things that we're doing today with lost speedways and 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 door bumper clear. Uh, any new podcast that we come up with, all that stuff comes out of this man's brain for better or worse. And uh, so far it's been an awesome ride and it's uh, brought a bunch of uh, joy to not only the people that listen to the show, but our lives, you know, everybody in this room. So it's been a great ride. So, I, you know, outside of that, I mean, what am I missing? I would say that the origins of Dirty Mo, at the time it was called Dirty Mo Radio, as we started. Um, we had had an opportunity back in 2008 or 9 come to us about having a channel on Sirius XM, but they wanted us to invest a lot of money to it, and that obviously was not happening. But it, that's what seeded the idea of, while we're not going to go have audio programming on Sirius, I mean, we wouldn't have paid for that on when, when the economy was good, but back in 2009 and 10, it was awful, right? Uh, but that gave us the idea of, doing audio content which a big fan base had to serve them content come up with new ways we've been doing a video series here wanted to try podcast the dale jr downloaded started in 2013 with myself and taylor zarzer who is a local uh, uh he's national radio personality but he lives locally in charlotte and so that's what we did had a couple other podcasts the second year and here we are today still going so and we got awesome podcasts coming out next year. I can't wait to hear it. All right. They're not as awesome as this podcast, but they're good podcasts. It's the best. There's going to be a trailer dropping of a new one here in the next week. A literal, a literal trailer dropping. I've, I've got this old single wide trailer. We're going to lift it with a crane. Yeah. We're dropping drop a trailer it onto right. the ground. We should tease people that a trailer is dropping and actually just and go drop, drop a trailer. One. The trailer is full of old lawnmowers. That's <laughs> <laughs> random. Un, not unimportant anecdote. That's no, no. It's important. Well, I think Do when the trailer hit, the idea is when the trailer hits the ground, the lawnmowers fall out. Do they explode? Nope. Oh, okay. That's not the name of the podcast. Is trailer full of lawnmowers? Let's see. That's that's yeah. what we're doing here. If Dale Jr. wasn't an instant shoe in to be the host of the download, and we had to think about it, maybe you're seeing an example of why. Why? <laughs> I mean, everything today has been completely on the up and up. No, I'm playing. Been a, this has been our best show ever. Yeah, no, no, the best podcast ever. Not even ours. Yeah, best in the world, yeah, of course, worldwide. Anyway, uh, <laughs> next question from Jolene Whistler. Tell Jolene, us- hey, <laughs> hey, Jolene. <laughs> Did you know that there was some radio signals that reached Earth that came from sixteen million light years away? When? No. Some radio what? Radio waves, some some, some signal. Right, did Singles? You... Singles. Signals. Yeah. No, but seriously, what? Yeah. Well, our podcast, it's the best podcast even in whatever's happening in that galaxy. 16 million light oh. years. Yeah. So you're yeah. saying 16 um, yeah. million light years Any, away. Whatever it's podcasts still the best are happening there, it's it was this one's the best yeah. of those. Got those it. never come close. I like this version of Dale Jr. <laughs> Everybody's nodding. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you. Random it, yesterday as hell. Was, <laughs> no, no where he's going next. <laughs> yesterday was my birthday. I've had a drink. Yeah, no. I swear to God Almighty. 
<laughs> I swear to the Lord. That you had a drink? That I have not had any drinks. Oh. What's wrong with you? Well, I didn't want y'all to think that I was just hungover, because this kind of is like hungover me. Yeah. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. It is. Uh-huh. He this is. is me hungover. I come in guns a blazing <laughs> when I'm hungover. You just get hungover as hell. <laughs> I loved going to all of the competition meetings back when I was racing for Hendrick hungover because I would just come in there and not giving a damn. <laughs> I bet. It was fun. Yeah, I bet. So speaking of drinking, our question from Jolene. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is about Sugarland. Tell us about oh. your collaboration with Sugarland. All right. So this is pretty cool. Thank you for asking, Jolene. I... Love, one of my favorite ice creams, probably my favorite, is creamsicle. All right, that's orange sherbet and vanilla. And it comes in, you know, you can either buy it in the bucket or popsicle, whatever, right? Popsicle. A lot yeah. of people have seen it as popsicle, and it's an oldie but a goodie. Sugarland shines. It's a moonshine. They make uh, moonshine, and they make these creams as well. And uh, it's uh, based in Gatlinburg. They make an orange cream moonshine, and it, it, it is insane how good it is. And so good. I usually wouldn't drink anything like this straight uh, because it, 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 I like to cut, you know, I like to mix drinks, right? Uh, have, have, a, have something that you add in there, like a cream or, or uh, a creamer or milk or whatever. But I put this stuff in the freezer and drink. It won't freeze, but I keep it in the freezer and drink it straight out of the bottle. It's so damn good. It's amazing. And I told the owner Ned at uh, Sugarland. I said, "Man, you're you know." He was like, "Let's let's do something together. Let's create something. Let's build something." And I said, "You know, you got one product that I'm in love with that I I, I think is amazing." And I told him, and and so me he allowed me some he allowed me some equity and partnership and ownership in their electric orange cream so if you want any of that now they sell it in stores around the country but they're based in gatlinburg if you're in gatlinburg or take a trip to gatlinburg it's a great place to go visit with your family or 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 whatever a lot of attractions and things to do there uh dollywood being one of them the big aquarium one of the best aquariums in the country a lot of great things to do also sugarland has a place right down in the middle of town where you can go try out all of the things they make they have so many different varieties of 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 different flavors of moonshine and the creams they've got multiple creams electric orange being the one that i'm involved with we also have some other ideas and things we're going to do down the road we will announce that soon and uh but that's it man i mean i'm starting this relationship with sugarland i'm so excited ned the owner one of the owners uh partners in the company great dude uh, we've been able to go uh, meet with them, have dinners, and, and get to know the brand and the company. And so you're going to see a lot more of that uh, happening around me and on my social and stuff. Uh, but it's something I'm really excited about. It's I'm putting myself, investing myself in this, much like what we did with Filter Time. This is a personal thing, not not a PSA, not a you know not something you know like you might have seen from when I was. You know, help me explain this, Mike. This isn't this isn't comparable to a PSA, a personal no. service agreement, where a company's hiring me to talk about it, or talk well or good about. It. I'm it's I'm a going business to, investment. Yeah, I'm going to be an owner in this brand, equity owner for right. sure. So yeah, so it, it, in other words, it matters. I yeah. mean, like you know, people, <laughs> people. Not that it doesn't matter when yeah. it's a PSA, but you know, it okay. matters. Thanks for explaining this much better than I could. Um, are you are, you're being sarcastic? <laughs> 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 yeah. Anyhow, you know, you when you're 
let let me let me say this. You know, when you when you retire from something uh, like ra- driving race cars, you think about what you can do to create brands and companies that that not only you'll enjoy building, but your family for many generations will have involvement in. Well, this is one of those things. That filter time would be one that I've partnered with 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 uh, Blake Cook. And what we're doing with Sugarland, I hope, is something we're building for multiple generations of Earnhardt's. My, my, you know, something my girls will have involvement in. So, uh, this would be one of those things that I hope the people that support us will go out take a look at. If you like it, tell your friends. Next question from Alex Thompson: Does Dale still check football scores while in the booth? I recall him asking for <laughs> scores and yellow or red flags when he was driving. So don't if you're if you're anybody uh, if you're my boss or my manager or anybody any anybody like that, close your ears. <laughs> <laughs> so while we're up in the booth, I'm uh, managing my NASCAR fantasy. Right, I'm watching that. I'm watching that end of stage two and whether I need to change and pull the guy out of my garage and put him in the lineup. But I'm also looking in on the uh, the fantasy, the football fantasy. I'm in one league, all right. Not no one's enough. But I'm watching that. I'm not doing any changing. I'm just checking the score, seeing if we're good. Maybe read a text or two uh, if I get an important text from somebody or something I need to answer. Amy texts me something. But uh, yeah, I was kind of surprised uh, actually when I got the job and went into the booth. Uh, I used to text Steve. And Rick and those guys while they were in the booth before I worked there. And I'm like, hey, y'all, y'all miss this. Or y'all should say this. Or y'all going to talk about this. And they would write me back. And I thought, man, I'm probably bothering the hell out of them. But then I got up in there and I realized that there's quite a bit of time in between, you know, during the commercials and so forth to, to check a phone for a text or something like that. And, and they'll be looking down. You know, Burton and those guys will, will thumb through Twitter to listen to what maybe Pocris or some of those people are posting because they get information pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, they're hearing a lot of things on the radio before we hear them uh, about what the drivers are talking about and who might be having a problem or a vibration, a flat tire, or whatever. So pretty, pretty interesting to see just how much uh, we're on our phones up there. You wouldn't, know, you wouldn't think we would be messing with all that stuff. All right, one more question from Kevin Little. In your Instagram post about your birthday, you mentioned the fish you lassoed in yeah. the background. We got to hear the story. Yeah, so I went fishing with uh, Captain Malcolm when I was 16. Captain Malcolm was a highway patrolman in uh, North Carolina. Uh, and so great friend of my father's, and he actually became head of security at DEI when he retired. But uh, me, and, me and Captain Malcolm got in a boat and went fishing. Uh, we weren't having too good a day. I think we were crappy fishing back in a cove, not really getting a lot uh, of bites. But this gar kept swimming beside our boat, and I was like, "What is that?" He's like, "It's a gar." Uh, I'm like, well, "I've never seen anything like that." You know, big long nose, all these teeth in Lake Norman. That's got that's crazy. And he's like, uh, "You know, they don't really bother people, and he doesn't really. He's not going to bother us." I'm like, "Well, I, I want to catch it. How do we catch it?" Uh, and he's like, I don't know. Uh, I had a few, I had a tackle box. So I'm, I put like multiple lures on my, my reel to, to try to, this guy didn't give a crap about none of them. All the while we're trolling through this, through this, uh, cove and he's just swimming right along with us Hmm. very slow. And finally I thought, well, I'll, I put that. I put that um, lure that you see in the picture on the line has all these little hooks on it, and I dropped that lure beside the fish, 
And I quickly went uh, underneath the fish with my pole, like stuck the pole down in the lake, went underneath him, and then out of the water. Now the line is wrapped around him, okay? And I pulled up and drew the lure up to him, and it and it jabbed in his side, and I yanked him in the boat. So I lassoed him. You lassoed a fish? Yes. This gar is about this long. And he comes flying into the boat, and there he was. And we caught, we kept him, put him in the live well. And so I didn't, you know, we went about our way fishing. We talked, we laughed a minute or two. <laughs> and, and then we went fishing again. Then we go home, and I thought nothing of it. I, I don't even know. I guess I left the fish with him and didn't, you know, I'm not going to take it. What am I going to do with it? And he took the fish to Statesville. He must have known somebody at the paper and told them the story, shows them the fish, and they had a write-up. Hmm. I think we took a picture. Yeah, I think me and Matt, Captain took a picture with the fish or something. There's a photo, and, a, and a, there was a little blurb in the Statesville paper the day later. He's like, hey, man, he brought me the clipping. He's like, check this out. They wrote a, car, they wrote a column about you. I had them do that. I'm like, wow, you made them, You told them the story? He's like, yeah. Isn't that cool, Lake Norman? It was so cool. I mean, I saw that picture on your Instagram. I was like, holy crap. What is it? There was, I had a couple questions. One was about the fish. The other was about the crowbar you got yeah. for, your, for a gift, yeah. which I just thought was kind of an interesting well, I had, I know it seemed random, but I had just uh, gotten out of uh, school and has, I had been going to Mitchell Community College Technical School for an automotive degree to work in a dealership as a service mechanic. And so I'm sort of on this path to be a mechanic in a mm. car dealership. I'm not trying to be, I'm not thinking I'm going to be a race car driver. I'm thinking, man, I've got to be a, a mechanic. I got to learn how to be a mechanic. So yeah. I was getting all these tools. Uh, for birthdays and Christmases and so forth to to do my job. That makes sense. Yeah, make a living. Was it Lake right. Norman? Lake Norman. I'm going to start calling him. He's a Lake Norman I'm Lone gonna, Ranger. I'm going to start calling him Dale Dance. Dale, Dale, Dale Dance. Dance, yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> did, he, did you kiss it when it came out? <laughs> oh, wait, that wasn't Bill Dance that did that. That was Jimmy Houston. Jimmy Houston, yeah. Yeah. who I have gone fishing with. Get your fishing guys right. Yeah. My gosh. <laughs> what was Alabama, the other guy? Uh, how can you make that mistake? What was the other guy? Orlando Wilson? You can't make fishing mistakes. You want to know why? Okeechobee. I, I was all pro Hank Parker, man. Hank mm. Parker. Yeah, was he was fishing. cool. That was the dude to watch. He's Denver, North Carolina. He's never yeah. lassoed a damn fish, though. I bet he that's has. pretty, that's I pretty bet wild. He, I, bet I bet he's, he's got him. better stories than that. I bet he does, too. <laughs> that's all for this week, guys. Every week, it's over. I don't even like it to end. Can we just do a whole entire uh, podcast that's just asked you? Wow, that would be a big-ass junior. You know, it does go by fast. I will give you that. It goes by like Xfinity X5. Yeah, Xfinity X5 is fast, but it's more than that. It's reliable, powerful, and that means everyone can do more of what they love with fast internet. That's true. You and your crew can stay connected like we do with Wi-Fi coverage that delivers the speed your devices need. Hey, and remember, everyone, keep the questions coming. We love them. We love this Ask Junior segment. You send your questions to at Xfinity Racing on Twitter. Big thanks to Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. NASCAR history and heritage come alive at the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Celebrate my fellow inductees Donnie Allison, Jimmy Johnson, and Chad Knauss with their class of 2024 artifacts enshrined in the Hall of Honor. Don't miss the Ford Performance Showcase. It's a new inside NASCAR exhibit that showcases the Ford Mustang's next-gen car through its design and innovation. 
The latest edition of Glory Road explores over 75 years of racing history with its cool 33-degree banking and 19 cars on display. On Mondays and Fridays, there's guided tours that take you behind the scenes with incredible stories and access to a NASCAR Hall of Fame insider. Or you can explore the hall at your own pace with the new mobile hub. It's a digital experience. Get behind the wheel of a realistic iRacing simulator. Or you can learn how fast-paced pit stops work with the Pit Crew Challenge. From the legends who shaped the sport to the new heroes earning a spot in the record books, the NASCAR Hall of Fame delivers an unforgettable experience. Book your visit to the hall today at nascarhall.com. All right, guys, Cole Swindell is here. Big oh, giant man. bus outside. That's right. Let's get him in the studio. All right, y'all ready? Uh, no. No? It's Luke Bryant, right? Yeah, Luke Bryant's here. Good. Okay. Ready to go, Matthew. Oh, Matthew's cheesing hard. He's never been this geeky about a guest. <laughs> Yeah, I'm rough around the edges on the surface I ain't perfect, still need a little smoothing out It's hard to shift gears after years of going one way And one day turning around What's up, Cole? Like water tank. Check it out, man. <laughs> pretty cool room, man. Could you record a song in here? I mean, this is pretty cool. This is almost like studio-esque. That's right. Are we writing a song? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff in here, stuff that we've collected over time. Some of it's mine, some of it's Mike, some of it's other people's that have given us stuff. The Kelly Yarborough uniform and the Dick Trickle pit sign behind you is a uh, uh, someone else's. We don't, some guy that, that's loaned it to us, so it's kind of cool. Got some cool stuff that's in great. here. Yeah. Come on to pit road, Dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, so how's it going? It's good, man. Just... Uh, Glad to be here, man. This yeah. is uh, seriously such an honor. And oh, thanks. Uh, yeah, we got thing. ton. We got ton to ask you, man. So, um, you're you just finished up a tour. I just talked to yep. you the other day, and you're yep. just finishing up a tour, and you'll start another one. Yep. Right. What is the hardest part of your job, man? Uh, is it harder to I, write a song? It's. I mean, it's. Or is it harder to go out on tour week, you know, day after day? I think just you know being gone all the time and be, but I also that's that's what I do. I think you know people ask they're like you know I don't know how you do what you do and I always tell them I don't know how you do what you do. It's just yeah. it's what uh it's what I love to do and I think you know after having a lot of time off it's been it's been good to get back out there and just to you know finish up another tour and uh, the hardest part I think is not knowing you know how, how long it's gonna last i think it's i, I want to do this for a long time yeah riding yeah. away oh, yeah. just uh you know and knowing that you got a lot of people that support you and a lot of people to uh take care of and I, that's something i love to do so so you're a songwriter though yeah you know and you've written a lot of songs and so you know that as long as you can you know, be a great songwriter, like, that's longevity, right? No matter what, how long the the stage career lasts, right. right? I think that's what, I mean, that's why I moved to Nashville, was to be a songwriter, and I think, you know, you tell yourself that I, no matter how long the stage stuff lasts, I'd, I'll always be able to write a song, I hope, yeah. and that's, um, you know, that's why I got into music, that's what that's I what I love about it. I tried to write a song a couple times. Well, we got, we're going to do it. Yeah. Writing a song is impossible. It, it's so, tough, like, it's tough. How do you do it? Like, what's the, what's the thought process when you sit down? You know, it's it, it usually starts with an idea or a title, or, or sometimes you don't have anything. You're, you're sitting there just like we are right now, and somebody says something, you're like, 
there's a song. There's there's a song in there somewhere, and I think that's just how it starts. I mean, it, you never know. Sometimes you have a melody. Sometimes, you know, it's just an idea. And Do I you think remember the first time you sat down and tried to write a song? Like when you were young? I, I mean, college, yeah. I mean, I you know, I was in college, I think, when I started really writing. and I just, But I also knew, I mean, I'd listened to enough country radio and enough music that I knew they weren't good enough. Uh, I, but I also, have you, I mean. Do that, you have any of that stuff? Yeah, I, I would never play that for you. <laughs> we got a little surprise for you. Go ahead, Matthew. Roll out no. the college hey, material. Look at his fear in his face. Like, uh, <laughs> please do not do that. Here's the first time you picked up a guitar. Just yeah. lost some fans. <laughs> do you have a place? Is there a, like a honey hole, a little secret place you go to, a coffee shop, uh, you know, the woods? Yeah, where, where, yeah. Where's the best place to get inspired? Man, uh, a lot of my songs have have come out of uh it's called a little place called the fire hall it's uh in in nashville it's on music row sony atv that's my where i got my first publishing deal still right for them and um it, it was it used to be an old fire station there and it's you know just a bar nothing crazy what it's is just, it now what's it's, it's a just a writing hall i mean it's it's a got about five hall. rooms in it and oh okay yeah it's just a, they that's turned it weird. into a, it it is it's very weird but it's it's just so crazy. Other, you never know. It, it doesn't take any kind of fancy room to write a song. You know? So, 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 like you're like, hey man, uh, you, you know, more than one. One thing I've learned from another friend of mine who's in the business is people get together and write songs in groups. Oh yes. So yes. you write songs with two or three other people in the space. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Co-writing, and that's that's kind of I, I don't know. I mean, I, I respect the fact that some people don't like that. They like to write by themselves. But to me, it's just. I don't know. You got somebody to bounce ideas off of, and it's it's just a um, being in the room. You you talked about being on stage earlier. I think, you know, coming up with this, this line or this title or whatever it is that you you can't wait for people to hear. That's just as you know um, exciting as being on stage and being out there singing it. You know, I think uh, being able to write is. I don't know. That's just really why I moved to Nashville. To be honest yeah. with you. Oh, but th- let's follow this because I am always wonder when you're writing. How does a group process work? Is it like, boys, I stub my toe on the curb to the trash can. Your turn. What's the next line? I mean, how does this work? I don't know how it works. It's I, it, it really. It's just it's it's uncomfortable to be honest with you. It's just you gotta be you gotta be able to just know that hey, we're gonna all say stupid stuff. I mean, yeah. It's just like this it, this idea is not gonna be great. Some of it is. Will you say you somebody? Will you say that's stupid? I hate that line. Don't ever say that again. I'm just not like that. It's, it's tough. I mean, uh, but you're writing with people you know. So you, you're yeah, able you to say are. Whatever you feel for sure. But there's yeah. also times when you sit down with somebody you've looked up to for a long time and you're like writing. Who? And you, I mean, for me, uh, Red Akins. Uh, that was always one you of sit my. Sit down and favorite. write with him. Yeah, I mean, just you know, he. I was always a big fan of his, and to be in a room. When you've been a fan of somebody for so long, it's 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 different, but it's also it's you realize what an opportunity it is, and I mean, there's gosh, I mean, that's, there's so many writers that I've looked up to over the years. So when we came in uh, this morning, you you parked your tour bus out in the parking lot, and uh, I was thinking, what's the history on the bus? Has it got any cool history? We can't talk about all that. Not I'm your kidding, history I'm kidding, I'm kidding, on the I'm bus. Kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> your history. Not yeah. your cool. history. We don't, know what you, we don't want to know what you do on the yeah. bus. I'm all those buses, most, not all those buses, most, some of them buses, you know, every, we got a bus that we used at NBC that was a tour bus, somebody's yep. tour bus. It's got some story. Yeah. But uh, we just, we uh, actually just switched. You know, I had uh, the same bus for several years and just decided to, uh, we, we, 
started riding on this one and I got a, that's what's awesome. My my bus driver Andy's here, and I got some friends with me, and it's just you had uh, the same bus driver forever. Oh yep, for, since day one, man. Yeah. That's, and that's a, it, it goes same way. My crew, my band. I mean, it's everybody's been with me since day one, and I I take pride in that, man. It's good to have good people around you, as you know. I mean, it's yeah. you, I wouldn't be here without them. So where were you born? Savannah, Georgia. Yeah. All right. Savannah, Georgia. Where'd you go to high school? Terrell Academy. What kind yeah. of student were you? What kind of grades did you get? Last minute, man. I, I, I had to like I had to ace every final, I think, to pass <laughs> Were you I, a, just love, I just love, I just love, I I was love a C, sports. I was C. I got the yeah. Cs. Oh, I was a, didn't yeah. get the Bs, but no. I didn't get the Fs. Yeah, exactly. That's what, you know, I think I was more concerned with sports and other Wait, things. But what sports did you play? Man, I, I went to a small school. I graduated with 23 people. Damn. So I, uh, yeah. Yeah, Terrell I, Academy, that, is, that a, is that a private school? Yeah, Dawson, Georgia. But we played – I mean, I, I had I played everything, man. I yeah. did football, baseball, basketball, ran track, played golf. It's, I, I always say if you could walk and chew gum, you had to play everything you could. Like if you were the least bit athletic, you had to uh, play everything, and and we did. And I'm just glad I went to it. When I got to college, I had my fraternity brothers that played sports in like big public schools, and I'm like, man, I I'm glad I didn't didn't have to do that. I don't think I'd have made the team on <laughs> some of those. So. Yeah, I wasn't very athletic. I, I wanted to play football, but I was so small. Yeah, I, and that's that's what I'm saying. If I'd have been at a different school, I might not have been uh, had uh, the opportunity. I, I did at Terrell Academy. So I was dry. I, I was uh, I bounced around a bunch of different schools, uh, being a bad boy. But um, I finally went to public school in the ninth grade. So two weeks before school's getting ready to start, somebody in the school, like the dean or something, is driving me and Kelly, my sister, around, showing yep. us the school property because there's a, high, a senior and a, and a junior high school right next to each other, and there's football players on the field. They're playing. They're getting ready. And I'm like, I want to go do that. Like, take yeah. me over there, introduce the coach. And that guy turns around, looks at me, and he drove me a couple more miles down the road to the <laughs> soccer field where the soccer coach was practicing. Yeah. This is more your speed. They're like, you're going to play That's where soccer. you're going to play. So I ended up playing soccer. Terrell Academy, I covered Terrell Academy. Out of college, I got a job in Albany, Georgia yeah. for the Albany Herald. Yep. And Terrell yeah. Academy, was I was the high school writer. What? And Terrell Academy wasn't bad. They're, no, they, they're, they're were, a small team, but they were really good. Oh, absolutely. And, the and 90s, I loved their like, coach. Yeah, 94, 95, 96, uh, won the state championship. Yeah. And growing up, you know, coming up, it's like, man, we never – I never got – that's all I ever wanted was to get a state ring. I didn't order a class ring because I thought we were going to win. <laughs> it's in the bag. State so much. Yeah, and it, it's – yeah. Did I it happen? Looking back, no, it didn't. <laughs> that's, that's how life is, right? Yeah. So you went. So you talked about college. Where'd you go to college? Uh, Georgia Southern. That's so where that's, Mike. Yeah, I know, man. That's is that's it's like I said. My whole family. I'm the only one that didn't graduate from there. I think everybody thinks that I did, but I, I left with about 18 hours left. Uh, you think you'll finish it ever? I'd someday? like to. I think yeah. that'd be that'd be good to do that. I, I always said, you know, my mom. I it broke her heart when I left to move to Nashville, but. Also, I think if I wouldn't have been at Georgia Southern and wouldn't have had that time there, I'd have never started my career. So this guy's in states for more now than I was when I was a student there. <laughs> I mean, he's he's down there all the time, so he might as well go ahead and knock out those last eighteen hours. You know, I, when you're just <laughs> that'd be good. I know. I kind of thought to go back and finish up, and but I, it's it's crazy to think why I left and and the career I chose, and you know, I, I could not public. Spe- I literally left because I I knew I was going to have my final and one of my classes was an hour presentation. Damn. And I, by myself, I was like, there's no chance. Yeah. I might as well just go ahead and pack it That's up. Why and you left? To I mean, it's a lot of the reason. I mean, I think 
I just, I don't know. That was not for me, the, uh, the, the whole public speaking thing. And it's crazy when I tell people that, they're like, so you get up in front of that right, many people right. now. And it's like, but I know what I'm doing up there. I didn't know what I was doing in college. <laughs> I don't think so. Well, let's ask, let's talk about that. So I, I, I was, uh, I, I, I didn't love getting up in front of big crowds, but yep. you adjust and you kind of, yeah. I guess as a, as a you know, country singer or singer, the crowds kind of start small and hopefully get bigger and bigger and bigger, right? So for it ain't sure. like you're just thrown to the wolves. But, right. but you did go out on a giant stage one day, much, much bigger than the last one. And what's, did you ever have stage fright? Did you ever have fear of failure? Or, oh, man, uh, every day. I think. Do you, do you still have that? Yeah, I do. I, I think, you know, I mean, people ask, I, there may be thousands of people in the crowd, and that's one thing, but playing to about 10 when you're first starting out, I mean, that's even more nerve wracking, I think. <laughs> it's just, there's nobody here. And it's, <laughs> you know, I, I'll never forget the first show. Uh, we ever played in Statesboro, Georgia, bar called Locos, and I was so nervous. I mean, we had to have a couple of beverages yeah. before, you know, and just to think about that. And I got to later on getting a tour with Kenny Chesney. I got to tell him the first song I ever played in college was a song called "Don't Happen Twice," and just to tell him that story, and then for him to say, "Hey, well, we got to get you up and sing it sometime," and just to think about how everything happens, man. It's it's crazy, and I, that's all I've ever wanted to do since then was to make it where I could, you know, bring somebody else up with me that, that, uh, that believed in me when I was just starting out. So, but every time you go to a venue and you're getting in your, you know, an hour, 30 minutes away from going on, you got those jitters. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I I just, I'm impatient. I'm ready to go, man. It's just, I'm trying to, I'm trying to imagine it's comparable to the same thing a driver feels before every race. We know what we're doing, but you're still worried about success it yeah, going well. It is pressure. And nothing break, you know, nothing breaking, right. nothing going wrong. Right. They, and you got a lot of people, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you got a lot of people that got you to where you are. You got a lot of people that put a lot of work and time into it and you don't want to let them down, you know. Yeah. That's that's the thing. But it's it's a little easier I think going out and singing. I, I I think sometimes if I have a bad show, the crowd may not even know it, you know. Like if you that's have a bad day, like, like people know it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, we yeah. were just talking about that. So in broadcasting, I go up there and I'll say something stupid or completely wrong. The other day, they had me um, <laughs> hosting this booth. In the, we was talking about this on the show a couple weeks ago or last week. And uh, I was going to do – I'm hosting, so uh, I'm going to send us a commercial and then bring us back. Yeah. And I was like, uh, <laughs> I'm going to do something cool like these guys in the 80s used to do. Uh, they used to say, we're on lap 80, 150 <laughs> miles in. We'll see, you know, they would say the miles. We don't do that anymore. We just right. say 80 laps in. Or there's 35 laps to go. I was going to be fucking awesome. Yeah. And be like, man, I know the miles that we got. There you go. To go, you know. And so I had them print me this sheet out. And we're in the guys like, I, the producers in there, he's like, we're going to commercial in, uh, in 10, 9, 8. And I'm like, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we are seven miles in. And I grab my paper and I'm like, where's seven? Because I got it all written down. Seven miles is 35, seven laps is. 35 miles. I'm like, see, you messed it up even now. I know. I'm like, we're seven laps. <laughs> I've got it right here. We're seven laps in. We're um, 53. I just blurred out a number because I couldn't find it. Right. And yeah. I was like, 30 miles. You had off. to. You got to go. Right yeah. Then. yeah. And I'm like, and so <laughs> I got done. And I'm like, man, I fucked that all up. I was so bad. I'm yeah. shitty at what I do. And I, I walk out of the booth feeling terrible about myself. 
and uh, <laughs> and we talked about it on this show, and everybody's like, "Man, I didn't even notice that." Exactly. People don't even know when you're messing up. And that's uh, that's something I've had to learn. I mean, it, especially when I started out. I mean, I'd forget a word, whether, and I'd want to start the song over, or be like, "Hey, let's yeah. let's do that." And it's like, no, you can't keep going, it. man. They they half the time they don't even know, and that's just. You know, I think Does, you put so much pressure on yourself to to want to do it right, but it's. Do you uh, hear every like when you're up on stage playing a song and you know somebody makes a small mistake? Yeah. Do you hear every little sound? Are I'm, you that tuned in? A lot of it, yeah. I mean, but and you also turn and look at turn and look at each other. Yeah, a lot. like yeah, I'm no? not gonna yeah, I'm not gonna do that. No, use I, a smirk or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's I just kind of we we yeah. You learn to have fun with it. I mean, you, yeah. we make fun of each other and especially <laughs> give each other. As soon as we get off stage, we're like, yeah, I heard that, dude. That was terrible. <laughs> this show the other night, did you mess up at all? Was there any mess ups, the uh, the one you played in Charlotte? Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Did I, you mess uh, up, though? Uh, I probably forgot a lyric or two. Really? Just, I, I get lost. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, you just you get lost in the crowd, and it's just like, hey, this is... What the uh, hell was I just saying? What, what, what did I just do? Like, did I, like, so, it's like, yeah. <laughs> That's funny, man. You could just mouth the words and then basically throw the sound well, guy what, under the bus, Well, that's right? the thing. Yeah, I mean, that's, the, you know, we I have a microphone. I can just hand it to the crowd just be like, here, that's y'all right. sing y'all it. And it's it. like, yeah, y'all got it, y'all got it. So, that's awesome. Thank God for country radio or they wouldn't know my stuff. So, yeah. All right, so you're in college. Where, what what are you doing that's connecting you to, to music, you know? Yeah, I mean, are that's you? honestly where it started for me. I, I always, I was a huge Obviously, a huge sports fan growing up, but also I love music. And I, that's where I played my first show. That's where it, it all kind of got started, me starting to sing and, and wanting to write songs. And that, uh, you know, just playing the bars. That's what I always say. I played sports in high school and then How'd you learn to play music? How'd you learn to play an instrument? You know, my, I, my dad was always, he was the first person I ever heard play a guitar. And that, that was just, but I, I still didn't know that was for me. You know, I just always loved music. I didn't really, I never thought that, I would, you know, be in this business, and it's that's uh, kind of how it started. Just honestly, being in college and, and just playing cover songs, and I realized that's. I was like, hey, I got to write my own stuff. When were you at Georgia Southern? Uh, two thousand one. <clears throat> Way too long. Oh no, I've probably got you beat on that one. <laughs> but no, I was there. Uh, yeah, two thousand one to uh, two thousand six, and then moved to Nashville two thousand seven. Shit, you are pushing my record. I bet. <laughs> oh, I was, I was there, there ninety five to one. Hey, I mean, we, y'all cool. band must have walked, must have crossed paths. Cross yeah, you, 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 we tacked. Just, I'm right. out. I'm, I'm out. out. Your You're turn. in. Yeah. <laughs> Your turn. Yeah. Hey, I should have said, watch out for that public speaking class. It's a doozy, boy. Uh, I, I didn't even take public speaking. <laughs> <laughs> So you were there, okay? So you're playing all those locals. So bars yeah. change names so often oh, that yeah. we probably would be talking about the same bars. But, um, but I so when I was there. Luke Bryan was there, yep. and, and he was in a band called Nami Road. Yeah, yep. and and um, I remember speaking of mess ups. Like I remember being at um, at the time it was called Legends. Yep, absolutely. And he forgot the whole verse to a song, and it wasn't even one. It wasn't his song. It was like a like I don't know, Sweet Home Alabama or something. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, was, and uh, and I just never forget. I was like, that son of a bitch will never make it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's that's the first show I ever saw him play was at Legends. I mean, that was was it? Yeah, absolutely. And he. You know that's where I met him. It's is at Georgia Southern, and he was he had already moved to Nashville and um, had come back to do a show with Nami Road. And I just remember he pulled up the fraternity house, had to change his strings, and it's like, hey, y'all mind if I play a song I wrote? And I was just like, wait, you wrote that? And that that was really he's such a big influence, and I know a lot of people know that, but it's I mean just hearing 
a song that somebody wrote and that made me realize that man i'm just singing cover songs like these aren't my songs like i want to people to be singing back songs that i wrote you know yep if you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or the neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Dalton, this probably sounds real familiar to you. It does. I just bought a house last year. and You know, you asked, uh, why can't all this information be in one place? Well, now it is. On homes.com, they've got everything you need to know about the listing itself, but even better. They've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools. And their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information all at your fingertips. Homes.com, we've done your homework. So how do you go end up working with Luke? You end up selling merch, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I'm, you say everybody knows but they might, this yeah. connection. I didn't know it. Right. There's a lot of people listening that didn't yep. know this. Yeah, So. Your the fraternity house, being yep. a fraternity house, yep. that's how you met Luke. Yep. How do you f- get to where you're working with him? You know, I just I was just a fan of his music and his writing, and he would he would send me songs the same way I do people now when I write songs. You know, I send them like, hey, check this out or check this out. And I remember I could never keep a Luke Bryan CD because I just passed them out to everybody. I'm like, hey, you got to check this out. And it was just somebody that you know I I believed in, believed in their music, and I remember. You know, when I was leaving to go to school, he he wasn't going to hire me. He's like, "No, you got to finish school." And I was like, "I I was like, this is a waste of time. I got to get out of here." You know, and he uh, he gave me my first job, and and to be out there, it's, it's crazy. I remember being in Boston or somewhere first time, and somebody walked by the merch table and was like, "Who the hell's Luke Bryan?" And I'm like, "What? How do you not know who this is?" And you just realize it's like, man, you know, just because you're from Georgia, everybody ain't, you know. And that's it was just cool to to grow up in the business, you know, around somebody like that, you know, because when I started working for him, he he wasn't the Luke Bryan he is now that everybody right. knows. It was just, he was a new artist and, um, you know, just to get to see how somebody does it like that and to be around everything you got to do. And, uh, you know, when I got my opportunity, it was kind of like I'd been there, but I'd never done it. I just, I'd been around it, you know. So and, when you say when I got my opportunity, what is that? What is your what is getting your opportunity? What happens? Man, I, I you know, to go from selling t-shirts to, you know, and I, I was writing songs on the road, but you know, getting a publishing deal and getting paid to write songs. I mean, that's that's why I moved to Nashville, but Does does somebody get you in front of Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, me and uh, you know, Luke's band leader, guitar player Michael Carter, which produced everything I've I've done to this point. Um me and him were writing a bunch of songs that I, I thought y'all were about to play earlier. I thank God y'all don't have a copy of those. But, uh, you know, that that was my opportunity, I think, to to branch out. And Luke knew. I mean, he knew I didn't move to Nashville to sell T-shirts. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think when he finally started seeing I was writing and, and became really serious about it, he he's like, hey, you got to go do your own thing, you know. And that's uh, – I just appreciate it. He told you that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he – I just remember hearing the story about him. You know, his dad pretty much had to fire him to make him move to Nashville because it's just you, you know, you're comfortable, you're loyal to people, and you don't want to, you know, leave them. But it's, you know, he he knew. And I think, man, just looking back, I mean, he's obviously a huge reason uh, why I am where I am. So, when you moved to Nashville, where'd you live? Where'd you live? 
Man, I uh, lived over close to downtown, honestly. There was a buddy of mine uh, that I knew from high school that I didn't know many people there, you know. And I remember my, when I moved, I didn't even take anything other than clothes, like a bed, nothing. There right. was a, I had this little small room. I had to go buy a TV, and I had to mount it on the wall because there wasn't room enough to, to have a TV stand or anything in there. Yeah. I had computer and stuff in the closet and it's just a little small small place that story is consistent with about all georgia southern graduates <laughs> just so you know <laughs> <laughs> or non-graduates but that's fine well. just, uh, <laughs> but no i yeah I, man i was fortunate enough to just meet people and that's that's how nashville works i mean you know getting out and uh, meeting where do you go uh so like know, you downtown know, there's that, broadway but, and all that yeah but also the midtown i mean the winners and losers yep, which yep. people listening so you uh, would those go, are actual bars i've been all in places <laughs> yeah so i got my buddy there tim duggar i go visit love him Tim. Yeah. He's, a good, he's a good guy yeah. he wants to go to the bars all the time so oh, we're yeah. going to the bars which yeah. i love too and i would if i were you moving to nashville with just my clothes and mm. this whole you know dream yeah it'd be hard not to get caught up in the pitfalls of nashville raising hell every damn night in that town absolutely and i think that's that's the thing and especially in the music business it's all about networking so you got to go out you got to kind of be out to meet people and do that but also it's uh so the people that you need to connect with are at those places yeah i mean i think so and i think you come up together that's what you know you learn from from people that you've looked up to but they're like, hey, you got to find your own circle, and y'all start writing, and and y'all be the next class coming up, and it's just kind of, that's how it works. What's you know? your bar? Man, uh, <laughs> yeah, I love. I mean, anywhere in Midtown, Losers is uh, that's that's just a funny, <laughs> na- but it's that's that's the bar, man. I like that's that little strip. Yeah, the red door. Yeah, absolutely red. Yeah, red door is awesome. Me and Holding me and Tim were there uh, when when the race came to Nashville. We we all went. Blaney came by. We. Uh, Got to do a little red door action, but that's that's right across the street from yep. Losers. It's all those bars are just that's kind of where the local yeah. folks hang. I think the other so. one I like is the Trailer Park down on on Broadway. Oh yeah, God. Paradise Without Park. No air like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's I, that's what I mean. Broadway. That's when people ask. They're like, "Hey, where should we go?" And I'm like, "Just go to Broad. Just find a band you like and yeah. hang." Yeah. I mean, that's that's it. But hold on, there's got to be a ton of aspiring singers. All oh, yeah. moving to Nashville with the same dream. And there's only so many stages. I mean, like, I have to imagine there's a lot. So eventually, that, going back to Dale's question, eventually you get your break. But I would have to assume there's more people that don't ever. Yeah, and I think that's what, I mean, you, you got to realize that. I mean, there's so many people that are so talented that may never get the opportunity to to show the world that, you know. And I I, I never really uh, got into playing the bars downtown and all that. I was always on the road selling T-shirts, and by the time I got my opportunity, I uh, it was I, I didn't you know I, I didn't ever really play downtown. I got up and sang with a buddy of mine, Craig Campbell, uh, one of my best friends in town. He you know I'd, I'd every Tuesday I'd come off the road with Luke and I'd go down and see him. He played at this stage as a bard on on um, on Broadway and just. Being there and being able to get up and sing a song or two, you know, I mean, all that kind of stuff, it, it let me realize that, hey, this is, man, this is what I want to do. Like, there's no doubt about it. So I, I just, I'm so thankful that, you know, to have bars like that and to know that there's, there's so many talented people, man. It's unbelievable. And just that, I think that keeps you humble and lets you know that. There's a lot of people that want to be in your shoes right Coming now, up. so you better, yeah, yeah absolutely. And that, and that, like I said, I mean, the opportunities I've had, I, I honestly, you know, I want to 
get to where I'm going so I can help other people because that's I, everybody needs a you know a little little helping hand every now and then. I think that you know I've I've certainly had that and I I just want to do that for somebody else as well. Is there anybody right now that um, that's happening for that you're you sort of you sort of give some advice to or steer somebody in in a good direction? Man, uh, you know just as far as writers, I mean my. Guitar player Joel Hutzel. He's a, a great songwriter and always been one of my best friends. And just to, I got to uh, sign him to a publishing deal and just mm. stuff like that. It's like I always knew that he had it. You signed him? Yeah, me to... and I, it's a co venture, me and Sony ATV, where I write songs. Yeah. And that's kind of what Luke did for me when I got my publishing deal. He stuck his neck out and said, I believe in this kid. And I'm, you know, and so Sony was like, all right, well, let's. Let's give it him, give him a chance, and wow. that stuff like that, you know, and and guys like Adam Sanders, one of my uh, buddies, I wrote uh, you know a lot of songs with, and he's you know he's still somebody that I'm like, how has somebody not picked him up, and how's he not a huge star yet? You know, he, that's just, the one y'all wrote the Earnhardt song. Yeah, yeah, Daddy Jesus and Earnhardt. Yeah, me and uh, Adam and Taylor Phillips, we wrote that at the Atlanta uh, race a couple years ago. So, no kidding. Yeah. Wrote so, it at the race. <laughs> yeah, well, so that that's a great segue to talking about your your love for NASCAR. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of times, you know, there's a lot of – there's there's different mu- musicians in, and actors and all that that are fans of the sport, but the connection happens when they are invited to be a grand marshal or right. whatever, right? Right, right. Your ass will drive right into the track. No, no reason to be there. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, you do that all the time. So yeah. we, you're, you're like, uh, we were Richmond four or five years ago. You're like, we're playing at the, you know, we're playing in town. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, we're playing tonight. Cool. All right. And here, you, like, t- hour later, here you come driving into the bus lot. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you know, you, big old black bus stand out. Everybody else's buses look different than yours. <laughs> this is not a race car driver. This is a musician. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, you just pull in and, and check it out. And then you go to your, you know, venue and do your show. And uh, I think that that says a lot. That it's gen- you genuinely enjoy yeah. uh, going to the races. Uh, you've made a lot of friends. Yeah. Uh, at the racetrack. Yeah. So when, when did that start? Man, you know, I think obviously, I mean, just – I know everybody probably tells you that, but just growing up, you know, watching your dad and just, I mean, my brothers, they were always big fans. My dad was a, was a big Earnhardt fan. Just So you got brothers? Yeah. yeah. Sisters? Two, uh, nope. Just, just two brothers. Two Richie brothers. and Jay. Older? Yeah. So that, yep. Yep. Was and, they hard uh, on you? No, not too bad. Right. They weren't too bad on me. That's, uh, <clears throat> I always looked up to them and that was, you know, they were, they had already graduated from Southern and had, uh, jobs and were successful families so I always I mean that put pressure I'm like I gotta figure out what I'm doing yeah Yeah. I gotta do that you know and that's they've uh they've always been there for me and they they still are man I I love them and they're you know I'm a I'm an uncle several times over that's uh, just to to watch their kids grow up and and do what they're doing it's just man I you know that's something that I certainly want at some point so yeah so you 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 turn into a big race fan just growing up around it yeah. Watching it, but now you're going to the racetrack. You and Blaney are pals. Yep. Several of the you know true exes. Yep. You come play their deal every yep. every year. Um, it seems like, but um, and, uh, you know I think it's appreciated the genuine uh, well, enthusiasm just, you have for it. Yeah, and I I do. I just uh, and the thing is, you, you say that most people it takes being a grand marshal or whatever. I I never went to a race for 
I mean, God, it's for a purpose. Bit, other than I, yeah, just to yeah, be it's there, just right? I, yeah. And I, I honestly, I was a fan before, and people were like, "You've never been to a race?" I'm like, "No." Do you? They're like, "Wait till you go see one. You're really gonna be a fan." Because that's how most people get into it. They go and they're like, "Wow!" I, I was already a fan just from growing up, being around it, watching it, and you know, my dad worked for Alltel when Newman was was uh, coming was he, up. He was a twelve, he and twelve was my number. What and, was he doing at Alltel? What's that? What? He just he worked he just worked for the phone company. I mean, it wasn't install. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't uh, not the cell phone thing. It was just he was yeah. actually like the landline. He, Hard line. You know, yeah. And I, just knowing that connection, it was like, man, this is uh, this is you know, twelve's my number. I'll tell my dad <laughs> worked for him. Is like here yeah. we go. So that's. So you said you never been in a race where you had to you know had to actually do anything. No. Um, have Have you ever sang national anthem at a sporting event? I haven't. I haven't. Are you, yet, so there's so. Pete, there's certain there's some artists that won't. And I some that I'm, do. I'm probably not gonna. You're never gonna do it. I just have I you ever tried to do it? You sing it. In, do you sing it in the mirror? No. Like, I give mean, yourself I, a test run. I would if I if I was gonna do it. Like actually, uh, the, the the one of the Braves guys asked me. It's like, hey, if we, if we make it, uh, you know, we to the NLCS, we might ask you to work. Yeah. And I'm like, but you can't. I mean, that's what? one thing you don't want to mess up. Like that. You talk about messing up lyrics. That is you one I don't want to read it. Like, just bring the music with you. Nah, I, I, it's I mean, the brakes. You brace. don't want to mess that up. I know. No, I know. And that's obviously a huge. They might lose answer. if you don't. Well, I, well they Ooh. might lose if I do, and that's what I, I don't want to be a part of. I, I mean, yeah, because you're you're into the Braves. I mean, oh, like big time. You're, this and they got a team. They could really do this. Yeah. Oh yeah, we went and watched it yesterday, and it's just. Yeah. Um, they Just a big Braves fan, man. Having a good year. Man, yep. this is surprising, though. I thought I would have thought he would have sang the Star Spangled Banner somewhere. High school football well, game, anything? No, no. Like, never, am never I have, right, man. though? There are some mus- musicians who won't do it. And there's some that obviously do do it, but there's yeah. some that are like, absolutely not. I won't. I, just, I don't know that I wouldn't. I just, that's just one thing that. I think there's, I th- it's it's hard. Yeah, it's I mean, it's, I mean, that. God, and, and, you know, after hearing Whitney Houston's version from years ago, <laughs> how are you going to beat that? Well, so you might as well just play I that. Would, I just just so play that. I Lip-sync. would imagine, Mike, that it's like throwing out that pitch. Yeah. Oh right? yeah. Oh If you God, get that yeah. son of a bitch, you over are YouTube, there. You're a YouTube like star 50 after cent, that. You're it's lives forever. I've oh, ne- yeah. oh, <laughs> right. You I know. Would. I've never. I've. I, that's another thing I hadn't done. Throwing out the first pitch. You know? Oh, like, that's, I gotta it's do terrifying. That, so. I'd rather do that than sing that to my oh, guarantee. What about so like I always thought it'd be cool. Uh, to sing the seventh inning stretch at Wrigley Field, and then Jeff Gordon did it, and absolutely, I think it damaged his whole brand. <laughs> yes, it is brand damaging. It. it is, yeah. I'm telling you, yeah. And I'm like, nope, I don't think that would ever be cool. Actually, I would stay away from that. That's yeah. That's I one mean, of the things that's hard to come back from, man. You mess that up, and I, that's why I don't want to. Yeah, I think just, that's why some are scared to do. Absolutely, it. They're, they're, and I, I'll say that too. Yeah. I, I, know, I threw I mean, the per, I threw the first pitch out. I was never going to do it, and then some. The Mud Hens or some damn Triple A yeah. team. <laughs> I go. I'm like, that's a place I can do. It. Maybe, maybe if I mess it up, it yeah. won't end, end up on the YouTube. <laughs> but I did okay, and I'm like, never doing it again. No, that's, that's Check it. that box. Got it. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm, I'm still waiting on that. But I'm, yeah, I'll, I'll throw out the first pitch for us sing that. My thing. But I, <laughs> I, hey, big fan. So Atlanta Braves, man, he'll throw the pitch out. Let's go. Right, let's do. It. Let's go, Braves. Yeah, I'm. A, so they they've never asked you to do that. They got Chase to do it. Uh, yeah, but that's Chase. Chase Elliott. doesn't you do know, anything. He's, he's, <laughs> yeah, Chase says no to everything. Oh no, he yeah, but he's you know Georgia boy and obviously a big Braves fan. I so I need to. You yeah, like I'm him. gonna give him awesome. some hell about that for me not doing that yet. Did you? Oh, 
I gotta give you some hell. So, oh yeah, let's hear. This it. is funny, Mike. So, me and Cole are pretty good buddies. We're yeah. learning. We're getting. We're, our friendship's growing. Yeah. And uh, I think I was. Uh, it was Chase was Chase's rookie year. He's on Twitter promoting Chase to be voted most popular driver. This is my last oh. year. Oh my god. That was no. That was the. That's the. <laughs> First race I ever went to, we had a little thing with with I'm Chase. I'm like, Cole, what that, the hell? What you Listen, that's like going to Moses and rewriting the Ten Commandments, <laughs> we, man. You know Dale Jr.'s racing. You got to vote for him for most popular. He, I mean, he's got all the votes always. So I, I, but I knew I was just talking about that at the race the other day that somebody I, when when the most popular driver is like when you are and now when in Chase, it's like that stuff gets announced. Like here, the voting's open or whatever. And then I think Bubba or somebody tweeted, "Congrats, Chase Elliott!" Like right when it came out, like he yeah. just knows it's like oh, that's, yeah, he's yeah. the. He's, I think Sandy put him up to it. But, uh, <laughs> his mom, I, I can see that. Yeah, but that, yeah, that was that was the first. That was I think it was in Kansas. I think that was the first uh, race I really got to see and and Kansas. Went, yeah. Well, just ran, just had to be out there playing. Just something. ran it, yeah. yeah. Like that, that was a, yeah. They something we had some promo deal with. I, I think Chase is the reason we went to see that. But obviously, dude, I, I know I'm a big fan. With you. <laughs> no, we want an explanation. No, <laughs> no, yeah, that's yeah. why we brought you here. Yeah. All right, that's cool. But y'all become buddies. Would yeah. y'all know when y'all met? All right, I think we. Uh, I think I sent you a text. Yeah. So um, he. Has this song? You should be here. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I first heard it, I mean, I'm, you immediately connect. You know the for sure the comparisons. His him he lost his dad. I lost my dad. He wrote the song about that. It is absolutely word for word fits anyone who's ever lost their dad. I mean that word that song just plugs right in to all the emotions. Yep. And uh, you know I think even after all these years. God, you keep doing things in life. You keep having these milestones and these things happen and these people you meet that come into your life and you want your dad to know them, meet yeah. them, see yes. them, experience it. Yeah. yeah. What the hell would he think about this room, right? Just everything. Yeah. yeah. And so all the time that song can, remains relevant. Mm. And uh, But anyways, the first few times I heard it, I was like, holy smokes, you know, it just grabbed you by the heart. Yeah. And I had to tell him. I was like, look, I mean, he might have, I, I didn't care whether he... Uh, was gonna re- receive that well or not or whatever. I was just like, this is this is hitting me hard, and I need this man that wrote this song to know. And so I reached out, and he's like, "Damn right, that that that's exactly why I wrote it." And uh, he was awesome. He was like, and so we started chatting. Yeah, and that. But to me, it's just. I mean, you you said something. You said you know those moments in life, and that when we were writing, you should be here. There's a lot of songs about losing people, and and. The, the, you know songs that people relate to but for me that's that's the thing about that song is just the moments in life where it's like man it'd be a little bit sweeter if if they were here to see that and of course you got to believe they're they're watching they're they're looking over you but it's you know that's why you write songs that's why I moved to Nashville I always say I hate that I had to write it but the stories I've heard and and probably the stories you've heard just from people that were fans and for you to reach out me being a huge fan it that was just that was one of the coolest things of my career probably is is Dale reaching out to me and knowing that well he's reaching out because of his dad which my dad was a fan of and I'm a fan of and it's just stuff like that man it's you can't you can't make that up that is that's as real as it gets the other thing I'll say about that song is the it uh, it's timeless like it you know you someone could hear it tomorrow yep. or I continue to hear it years later and yep. it's still 
it still uh, fits the it fit it's it's not dated. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I don't know how to explain it, but it, well, no, you're, it's, I, it's understood. It's relevant. Yeah. It's as relevant today to me as it was the first time I heard it. And I mean, it's one of those songs that you're always happy to hear. I put my when I get in my car. This is the way I listen to music. Everybody does it different. I get in my car and I go to songs on my Apple phone, and uh, I shuffle. Yeah. You know, and I just want whatever's coming to come. I got yep. about six thousand songs on there, and yep. it's just going to play whatever the hell. And so when that one comes, you never skip it. You know what I'm saying? It's one of them songs that you just love to hear mm. because it just hits the it hits I, me. Well, hey, and that's you know that's that's what I'm saying. I mean, people, I love music, and I always say you know country music especially. That's it's always been there for me, and to be on the other side of it now, to be able to write songs and. You know, it might be an unfortunate situation, but it's it's how we relate to people. It's yeah. it's like, man, we're all the same. We we get to, you know, live this life, but also to be able to help other people with and and their stories have helped me more than anybody ever knows. I mean, just knowing that you're not alone and feeling like that, you yeah. know what I mean. And that's whether you're a fan of somebody or not. Like that's you know, when I remember you when you reached out, it was just like, man, this is I, I don't know, but my dad would have. You know, I, I always wanted, say that he'd have left a little early if he'd have known that yeah. I, I was going to write a song thinking of him that would help so many people. I wanted to give you advice. I mean, I didn't uh, right. know how to, but I felt like I needed. I felt like if you needed some uh, yeah. holes closed up in the in the in the search for some sort of closure, like I was like, man, I really could help him. I think yes, and see, that, that's the kind of guy you are, though. That's you know, I think that's why I, I always say this too. It's like. You always wonder why things happen or whatever, but I, I think we're we're put in situations, and I think we go through things because there's other people that we care about or maybe we've never met that are going to need to talk to somebody. Yeah. And I, I honestly, you have to tell yourself that. I think you know we go through things that are tough because somebody else is going to need to to hear about it and how you got through it. You know, you just recently lost your mother. Yeah. Um. You know what what was the situation? Just uh, you know she. Gosh, I mean, you know, when my my parents divorced and I I moved over to uh, Terrell County where I I call home with my mom, you know, she was a single mom, but obviously had a good relationship with my dad as well. But it just she did everything for me, you know, my grandparents and just to see, you know, all the hell she went through and to do everything I ever needed, you know, to take care of me. And just, you know, she'd been battling bad health for several years and as as tough as it, it was everything's different you know my dad obviously died a freak accident and my mom it was just you know she just uh had, had been through a lot and just to know that man you know I, I, obviously uh, she's better off now but it's it doesn't make you miss him any less yeah. you know that's it's uh i don't know and i always wonder you know having that song and singing that song you should be here every night about my dad wondering and that that crosses your mind. It's like, when am I going to be singing this about my mom? Like, you know, and, and thinking yeah. about her. And it's just, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's been tough, but honestly, being on this tour with Thomas Rhett, and I remember, you know, that weekend after she passed, he was like, hey, he's like, take this weekend off the road. He's like, go to the beach house, do what, what whatever you need to do. And I was like, honestly, she would, she'd want me to be out here and, and to be able to have fans that support you and, and to get out there and, be in front of folks like that around my band, my crew, the the people that is my family, you know. And I I just I'm so thankful to to have those folks because going through things like that, it, I don't think it'd be. It's definitely not easy, but it just man, they make it you know a little more bearable. I think yeah. just having people that care about you and and I know she would have. 
I said that every show since. Uh, it was like she would want me out here in front of y'all. Yeah, but Cole, you you sang that song several weeks ago, um, uh, right after losing your mom. It was a beautiful moment. <clears throat> the crowd joined you. How in the earth did you get through that? I don't know. I, them. I think the crowd. I think um, just knowing that they need to hear it just as much as I need to sing it. You know, mm. and that's um, it's always been. It's I don't know I I don't know how I got through it but it's I'm glad I did and I'm glad that they were there and I honestly like I said what am I going to do sit at home yeah, and yeah. be by myself like I want to be around people that that love me you know you were the same um so when I lost dad yeah loss was a freak accident that was a um it was so freak and so fast and so it you don't even know how to feel yeah watching shot yep my mom got uh cancer and had a slow you know it was actually fast but we it was not a sudden quick shock right so that's something that, we both had yeah that messed me up uh, absolutely Watching, I, I always wonder what would be worse like a sudden loss or something that you know is coming yeah. but it's it doesn't make it at least you get to tell them bye you know that's yeah. that's one thing that at least i got to talk to my mom you know and and tell her i love you know that's yeah. it's just mm. i'll say that um you know at 47 years old i turned 47 the 10th of this yep, month yep. and watching mom go through that uh made me terrified of my own uh mortality right, right? Or, yeah or, or how fragile life is For sure. and how like man what do i got left yeah. right and uh that messed me up for about i don't even know how long i mean i, I would lay in bed and talk to and my wife amy about yeah you know how long do i got how much? Damn, I'm scared. I don't want to go. You know, for thinking sure. I might. <laughs> and now, I mean, now She's, having kids and stuff, yeah. it's just like, man, you know, like what you felt like losing them. It's like you don't. I don't think you. I don't you want, want anybody going through it. Go Absolutely, through that. yeah. and that's. I think that's, I, that's real what I life. Was, man. I would lay in bed with her. I'm like, what if Isla has to deal with this when she's in her 20s? And you don't want her to have. Yeah, what's that like, going to do to her? You know, um, man. So yeah, I, I, I can't. I can totally understand wanting to be around that's when I, when i lost dad and mom i want to be around everybody and I, that's want just the, I want people around me because if i was going if i was by myself i was going to fall apart for sure and i was going to have all, all kinds of terrible thoughts yeah and know? that's that's uh, that's exactly how i feel and it's just you know not i think everybody goes through not everybody but i mean a lot of it go through it it's like you know not having a parent left that's just a different feeling it's like and i know we're grown it's mm -hmm. like hey i'm I'm a grown man now. I got to carry on and, and do what I got to do. But it also, it's just a weird feeling to not, you know, have 38 years of your life with yeah. parents and then not anymore. It's, it's a safety just, it's net. Just, it, absolutely, it's yeah. Some, it's a place where you don't never really go to, but yeah. if you know you needed to, you could, it, they would be there, that absolutely. advice. and Exactly, exactly. That advice, I miss the hell out of just wondering what the hell I should have done right. in that situation. For I sure, and that's that's the thing. Yeah. I think you kick yourself. You're like, man, but that it also makes you realize, like, you better not take things for granted. I mm -hmm. think you, it takes going through things like that to realize that, man, that you're not going to have everybody you love forever, and, you know, you, that's why you you love people that love you, and I, I'm I'm very thankful to have the friends I do. I well, don't think I got through it. You're right in the middle of processing that loss, and uh, appreciate you being transparent about Absolutely. it and willing to talk about it. Yep. And, you know, we we definitely going to continue to think about you as you as you process that further, man. And it's, um, it, you know, you already know, having gone through it with your dad, it's a difficult thing. The Dale Jr. Download is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. 
You going to any concerts this summer, man? I am. I'm seeing a concert in June. Hardy and Kit Moore. Love Hardy. In uh, Charlotte. I was so stressed getting the tickets. I'm going to be front row. I'm, I'm in the pit. When these tickets go out, man, I am online as soon as tickets open i don't want to miss a thing yeah you, you know you gotta act quick yes and when you want the best you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead it's like if you're hiring for a business you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up mm. so what's the best way to do that zip recruiter ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast and right now you can try it for free at ziprecruiter.com slash dale jr ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. So how do you, you know, how do you see your future going? Where, where you said you're going to start touring again. How does that work? You shut it, you end one tour and you begin another one that's already planned. Yeah, they're they're working on that now. You know, I got a team around me that that's that's what their job is to make sure I, I have dates on the books and and I'm going to you know play shows and that's what we're figuring out. I don't exactly know what the plan is for 2022, but I know they're working on it now. And it must be nice though to get back to full venues, oh, man. playing in front of people again. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it, I always say that it's like, man, you, no matter what you do, I mean, it's been a crazy year and a half for everybody. You know, and it's to be back in front of people playing live music it's just I don't know I didn't know if we'd ever see that again I, it was scary I, I didn't know I mean it's there we were zoom calling everybody and and having to write songs like that and but it's just nothing better than being in front of a, a live audience and just getting to do what you love so. when you get a break and you mentioned the beach house like where do you want to be Golf course, man. I love playing golf, and that's you know that's what I want to do. And when I'm when I'm off, other than right, you always play just, play golf. Yeah, play I grew golf. up. That's my. I mean, my dad. That's that's why I play golf. I'll never forget. You know, I love every sport, but he's like, you you know, hopefully you'll always be able to do this. You know, and I'm I'm not in the the best shape to be playing all the sports I did in high school. So golf is something that I just I love, and it's just kind of my. That's my hunting and fishing. Like that's I when I get to go out there and just hang with the guys, and that's that's just what I love to do, man. I I, I love the game and uh, good? everything about it. Not great. I'm 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 all right. You, you know, hold I, your I, own. I fl- yeah, I, I can hold my own. I can't hit it far enough. <laughs> I sh- short off the tee, and you know, got to make a lot of putts. But that's about it. Hey, as long as you can make the putts, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's who, cool. Go ahead. Who is um who in who in country music is making the best stuff? right now like in nascar you know you can look at the sport this year kyle larson's dominating yeah. oh man yeah who, who do you look at and go damn i've always been and it's it's not just because this but i you know eric church his first album changed my whole perspective on writing songs and i mean a lot of people wow, you know, wow. I, I remember i was you know i was playing the bars and and one of my buddies that was booking bands they he got this promo cd his first album wasn't even out and uh, he's like, dude, you gotta. He's like, I don't know everything. He's like, but I, you should check this out, you know. And I remember I put it in 
CD player in my truck, and it didn't come out for two months probably. And I'm like, oh, my God. And, that, and like people like that. And I always say Eric and Dirks and Luke were the reason I wanted to write songs because I'm like, man, music makes me feel like that. Like, I got to make somebody else feel like that. Like, if I can write songs to make other people. And I got to – I was telling this story at the race the other day. I opened up for Eric Church. He, he played. He went to App State and Georgia Southern, obviously big rivals. He, uh, we opened up for him one night, and all he ever, all he wanted was, I think we took him some Jack Daniels on his bus, and he said, uh, you know, we were talking about how cool it was to be opening up for him, and I remember he said, if uh, he's like, hey, you go stand him up, we'll knock him down, and I always thought that was the coolest thing ever, <laughs> that, that, that Eric Church told me that, you know, like your story there is similar to Marty, uh, our buddy Marty yeah, Smith. Absolutely. He was going Big through buddies. the same healing process with his dad. And he happened upon, I think, that same album, and he couldn't take – he's just he, – you know, Marty be like, changed my life, changed I my mean, life. But that's that's what I'm saying. I mean, some people, music might not mean that much to them, but to me, it means everything to me. Like, that's – it's just crazy that, like, lyrics and music can make you feel a certain way, and, and mm. it just – it's always been there for me, and that's what I'm saying. I mean, the fact that I get to do that and write songs that hopefully, you know, make somebody's day a little better, you know, that's – I mean, that's the coolest thing in the world. So this is kind of a strange question, but um, I was around, I had a roommate that was in a band a long time ago, and um, having gone through that experience, I got, to under, I got to go to the studio and watch them put a song together and all that stuff, and I wish I'd never done that, because when you kind of see behind the curtain, you listen to music differently. Yep. Now you start hearing the different instruments, and you start picking the song apart. Yep. So how do you stop, how do you, and it, and it almost can take some of the, and just a pure enjoyment of hearing a song and hearing it, hearing it all as one sound. Yep. How do you do that? Like, how do you do that with your own music? Cause you're sitting in a studio and you hear every instrument oh, put yeah. together, you know, played to put the get, to put the right. song together. Right. And that's, you know, I think it, it takes all of it. I mean, I, you know, I'm obviously more critical of my stuff than anybody else's probably, but it's just, I don't know. You, you just, the song it's all about the song and that's one thing it's it's like man a song can ruin somebody's career save their career yeah. it can do it's it's a lot of things but it's also so much that goes into it that people don't even realize it's like me growing up i mean loving alan jackson and not realizing that hey uh, there's songwriters that are writing these songs like it's not you think you just grow up thinking that oh that's their song you know yeah. and it's just and then you realize that there's people behind that and then when I, by the time i moved to nashville i was so just in love with wanting to write songs that I was more starstruck by the songwriters than artists just because mm. they're the reason the songs happen. And I, there are a lot of, I mean, Alan, and there's a lot of artists that write their own songs, and that's why I, I take pride in that. But When you wrote your, when you, you know, you're getting ready to release, release one of your earlier albums, yep. okay? We won't, yep. we won't use current releases right. as, a, as to, to answer this question, but when, when you were really critical, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Oh. this shit's got to be right. I'm, this is my stuff. <laughs> yeah. My first time people are really going to hear me, this is my big chance. Yeah. So are, as that stuff's going out the door, are you like, it ain't ready? I, are you like, well, yeah, yeah, I don't think you're ever... No, I don't. I don't know if you ever. Do no, you, I mean, you, know, cause you, I, you go to the studio and you work and you you and they're like, okay, man, we got we got the audio, we got yeah. everything. Yeah, I mean, we're it's, gonna master it. Are you like, wait, wait, no, let's redo? You're just always wondering what people are gonna think. You know, you want people to love it, but and it's your. I mean, it's it's you know to to put something out that you wrote and you know you're worried about what somebody's gonna think about it. I mean, it's just a it's a lot, but it's it's also. I mean. I just know how powerful music is, and I think that... Who's the one person that you need that affirmation from before mm. you feel comfortable about it? Is it Luke? 
Who is it? Man. <sighs> Your brothers? Who yeah, do you send? Yeah, I mean, Who's I the think, first person that gets to hear that song that you're like, this is the damn song I think's the the song? I mean, honestly, my bus driver, Andy Vest, I, I, we sit up front and I, I play all kinds of music and my if buddy he, back if home. If he says yes, you're like, all right, I'm, I'm Yeah, yeah, I'm but we're, but he's not scared to tell me. I mean, sometimes we're we like, we no. disagree on things. It's like, hey, that's, Man, I, yeah, it's, so it's pretty crazy. I've got, I've got... I've been honest with some of my friends yeah. in the business, man. Some of them don't like it. <laughs> some of them don't like it. Well, that's what I'm honest. saying. But you need people like that. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like you got enough yes people that are going to, they're scared to say something. But it's like you, you got to have the people that are, you know, that'll tell you that's not my favorite. Yeah. You know, and it's like it sucks to hear that. But it's like, <laughs> hey, that's, uh, that's the truth. Will you record a song that you didn't write? Yeah. And that's, you know, that's, that's another thing. I think, you know, coming up, uh, as a new artist, you got to write your own stuff. You're not going to get, you know, there's uh, the other big artists are getting all the songs that songwriters write that sent to them. That's so why I asked. I yep. wanted to know how political it gets and or how competitive it gets. Oh my God. Because you got, the, you got your best songwriters out yeah. there. They're writing songs and you know, usually it, they already have in mind where that's going For and sure. who can perform it. Like how, so, so how competitive and political does it get? Oh, it's, it's huge. But I think, you know the the songwriters, and I'm so thankful that I before I got my record deal. You know that's where I came up through the songwriting world, and to know what it means. I mean these these people are writing songs to feed their families. You know, and that's I don't take that lightly. I mean, if somebody's going to send me a song, that's that that Blake or Luke or Eric, like somebody else could record. I mean, it's like that's a that's a big deal, man. I mean, that's you know I, I'm just thankful that they they are sending me some. But that's you know to me like growing up like through the business, having to write your own stuff, and then now having some success, and then people wanting you to record songs they wrote. I mean, that's a, that's the biggest compliment. And I think coming up through the songwriting world, I understand that, because I, you know, my song ain't worth the whiskey. I remember we wanted somebody else to record that so bad, and they never did, and thank God they didn't, because I needed it. Worse than wow. they did, probably. You know, Have you ever kind of turned down a song that ultimately ended up becoming a hit, and it pissed you off oh, later? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm trying any? to think, uh, God, what's some... What's some songs? I, I, there's one uh, out right now that's called uh, That Ain't Me No More. I didn't turn it down. I loved it, but it was just one of those things that I didn't record it when I went in the studio, and the publishers and the writers are like, hey, man, are you going to do anything? And I understand coming up through the songwriting world, like, they need this song to be recorded. So my buddy Matt Stale recorded it, and it's uh, it's going to end up why being does, a huge hit. You know, like, But that's that's I just get it. I'm like, why hey. does that song need to be recorded? Why can't it sit on a shelf? I, that's I, I wish I, I I wish I had that answer you know but it's just uh, it's I don't know I mean people are that's what I'm saying they they need it to be recorded and I mean Hardy he's one of my good buddies I mean the hottest songwriter in town probably it's I don't know he he's uh he's he's doing good but Matt it, you know he he's gonna take that song it's gonna be a big hit and it's just <laughs> I just know that I loved it For, you know it's 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 not mine but that's fine you know sorry if you might have answered this already no. but do you write song are you is does it still happen to where you might write a song that you don't record and someone else does? Yeah, I mean, so are I, you still I, technically a songwriter? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, that's, I think I'm first and foremost, I'm a songwriter. But uh, to me, I mean, what's the? You don't, I don't know. You don't. At this point, if I write a song that I, I'm not gonna just send it to somebody, like I, I, I want it, it for myself. Yeah. You know, if you like, write every song that you write, yeah, stays in your book for not. Yeah, I mean, it's but also if it's. You, you know, you you realize that man, not every song is for you. You may not be feeling it at the time, or that's what's the beauty about music what, to me. Do you just, hand it off to your buddy and say, "Hey, man, I think you might." Yeah, but do it, a good it, job on this. A lot of people don't realize, like in the business, 
you know, if if I wrote a song and I'm not going to record it, that automatically artists like, is it that good? If he's not going to record it, Cl- and he yeah, wrote yeah, it, and yeah, it's, okay. but you got to realize that that might not be what you're feeling right then. You know, sure. it may be you can listen to a song today and be like, that's a good good song, and then go through something two months later and be like, this is my favorite song I've ever heard. You know, it's just that's the thing about music to me is. It's, you know, it just depends on where you are in life and it can change at any moment, as we all know, you know, and that's to me being able to come up through the songwriting world, knowing that, hey, this this song might not be for me today, but it could be in a couple of months. But you just want it to get out there. There's so many songs. I mean, think about how many songs are in Nashville. We'll never hear it. Like they're just sitting mm. on the shelf. Oh, yeah. Like you said, it's 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 crazy. What is your response to the stigma of new country music where? Basically, the, the ingredient <laughs> of the song is beer, whiskey, <laughs> girls hooking up, truck, mud flaps, something like that. That's fishing kind of probably been country music since the eighties. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, but like, like it seems like country music artists these days take a bigger beating over this. Oh yeah, and I, I hey, you know, when I got started, my, my first song, chilling it. It's you know, it, I, but I I just knew that that's what I wanted to be introduced. I, I knew that people didn't really give a who I was yet or what I just wanted to put out a song that they'd roll their windows down and, and want to know more about me and that way that songs like that led me to writing you should be here and, and being able to show a different different side but yeah I mean people are always gonna I think you know country music's always gonna be changing it's gonna evolve and I don't know I just love the fact that I love it all you know I like the fun stuff I love the sad stuff it's just I, I just love everything about it but you know? do you let that sort of try do you let that dictate how you approach your next writing oh, like do you go i I got, I got to come up with something new and original where people aren't going to sit there and criticize well, it. I, it well yeah i think they're always going to criticize it but that's like like what you just said the whole uh you know the people are you know talking shit on twitter social media i mean that's always going to happen but it's just like man you know, you, it does. It, it it affects how you how you write and how you you know scared to put a song out even though you know it's a hit. But it's like they're gonna crush me for this because it's oh, wow. a, you know that kind of stuff. So. That's unfortunate. Matthew, I want you to go through the rapid fire. He's got some rapid fire questions for you. Okay. These are Matthew's rapid fire questions, so we can conversate about them. Yeah, yeah. yeah because we've never you done this pick, before. We like Matthew to, a hard we have to time. bang on Matthew. Don't go over well. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I'm the easiest guy here to give a hard time. All right, we got like, got like 10 rapid-fire questions for you, Cole. You ready? I hope. Get in the game, son. Let's go. Here we go. Uh, are you, You're Cole. Are you a Cole Trickle fan? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> if you could wreck one NASCAR driver, who would it be? Dale Jr. Oh, <laughs> I'm kidding. You I would be hated like forever. I would be hated forever. You sort of already did with that whole most popular thing yeah, you did. Get out of here. It's the Kyle Busch of country? No. Uh, uh, actually, uh, yes. I would definitely wreck him. Oh, man. I hear you. Uh, girlfriend? Yes. Brand oh. new. Like, uh, as a month. As, wow. as far as. Oh, my God. So, uh, yeah, man. That's new just, one. Things are, yeah, it's not rapid, I know, but. Yeah. Sorry. That's all good. That's all I, I good. got excited. <laughs> favorite favorite sports team Braves okay uh favorite vacation spot beach or mountains I gotta go I grew up going to Panama City Beach man that's that's, uh, <laughs> that's where I, I, yeah all right M- most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to you on stage uh Joe's bar in Chicago I was I was walking off. I told the crowd I'll be right back. Got to get a refill, and I tripped over the lights <laughs> on the stage. The stand. I was so pissed. I got in the the dressing room, and I'm like, I I knew that was going to happen at some point. I I hadn't fallen at that point ever on stage, and I knew it was coming, but I I did not know it was coming that night. That was uh that was embarrassing. Uh, no new country here. Go to old school country song. Mm. Neon Moon. 
There you go. <laughs> yeah. uh, guilty pleasure or maybe like quarantine snack or, or either or. Guilty pleasure. Uh, probably Ben and Jerry's ice cream. What flavor? <laughs> Why'd you ask me that? <laughs> all, all of them. Yes. <laughs> yes. All of them. All right. Uh, all-time favorite Atlanta Brave player. Uh, Chipper Jones. Mm. All right. I was going to ask you a favorite bar, but since you asked it, uh, or answered it already, hell with that. Uh, favorite thing you see in this room from where you're sitting? Besides Dale? Uh, <laughs> I mean, God, that car right there. Nova. Man. This the is Nova. amazing. Yeah. And the uh, the dick pit. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we placed that perfectly over your shoulders. <laughs> so when you're on, when you're on camera during the TV show, that's all people Just, see. Yeah. Oh, that, that's good. Dick pit. That's more entertaining than me. <laughs> Picture this. It's blazing hot outside and you need to head to work. You get into your car and turn on the AC to get the cold air pumping as soon as possible, but it doesn't work. Instead, blowing hot air out of your vents and directly into your face. No, your car doesn't hate you. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the air conditioning system, and there's an easy all-in-one solution that will restore your cold air in no time. There's no need to go to the shop and pay lots of money when you can save time and money recharging yourself with AC Pro Recharge Kits. AC Pro Recharge Kits make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience. And the AC Pro app offers clear, vehicle-specific instructions to help you get the job done in less than 10 minutes. So pick up an AC Pro Recharge Kit at any store selling auto products and confidently restore your car's cold air yourself today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Man, so one final thing. me um, You've been working with Sugarland. Yeah. Uh, Sugarland Shine, you've uh, uh, been, you've what? What is it? Uh, what's it called? The, uh, the uh, pre-show punch. Pre-show punch, yep. and then you have something else. The pepper, yeah. The uh, the peppermint moonshine. So yeah. we we've got a couple of those, and it's yeah. I uh, will say this now. This is not just because you're sitting here, but I started working with Sugarland as well yeah. yes. just recently. I, so, absolutely. Uh, glad to be part of the family with you. Uh, everybody loves a pre-show punch. Yeah. Everybody that I know in my circle, big fan of that. Yeah. Leah's um, a fan. Big huh? fan. Leah likes it. Oh, well, yeah. Well, we got plenty on the bus. I'll, I'll bring it <laughs> We, we got to make sure y'all are taken care of. So. Yeah. So um, that's been a cool thing, man. You get to Gatlinburg, check out Sugarland. Yep. Pretty cool place. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, they're, they've been good to me. And just to – obviously, I like to have, have a you, beverage every now and then. Yeah. So it's pretty cool to have your face on a on a, a bottle of moonshine. The, the group, Ned, and, and yeah, yeah. other folks behind that business are a damn good time to hang out with. Oh, yeah. Man, that is fun. I just went to, uh, obviously being a big golf fan, I went. they uh, took us to the Ryder Cup. I got to go to a practice oh, round, yep. and that was just, just cool to have. And to see something, you know, with your name on it as a drink of a sport you've loved your, your entire life, it's crazy. Damn. It's like, man, this is this is nuts, you know. But I, I remember when you reached out and asked, and I was like, I'm not going to say a word, but I, I love that, that, you know, the fact that I'm – Part of something that's got Dale Jr. and Chipper Jones. Shit. It's like, hey, oh, I'm down. I was like, that's, yeah, that's pretty damn him. good company. <laughs> they were when when Sugarlands was wanting to do a deal. I called Cole and I said, Hey, man, you having a good time with them folks? I'm thinking about joining the group. And he's like, okay. Yeah, man, it's a blast. Yeah, absolutely, man. Went they're out, good went folks. Saw some advice from my, my buddy here. It yeah. worked out. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. I think they were. Yeah, they're they're happy to have you. I'm thrilled. <laughs> hey, I'll, I'm in the creams, man. You're you're a. You're a true true moonshine. Yep. I, I got the electric orange. You ever, have you tried the 
the electric Do you cars? have any? Uh, yes, I'm, I'm going to get some. Yeah, I'm going to get some for a leave. That's, dude, you that's, like a creamsicle? I did, I, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. <laughs> Put of course. It, I, listen, trust me on this. Not bullshit. All right. So I'd tell you this outside this room. Take the electric orange and put it in the freezer. Okay. And drink it that way. I don't know how you keep the punch, whether you cool it in the fridge or you put it in ice. Or yeah, for what. sure. I don't know how you drink it, but yeah. I drink uh, the cream. Well, that's what we're going to start doing. We, right out of the freezer. All right, well, we're going to start doing that. Uh, our pre-show shot. That's how we got the pre-show punch name because we always do a pre-show shot, and we're mm -hmm. trying to think of a name for the punch. I'm like, what about pre-show punch? I mean, Perfect. that's what we take every night, but we're about to change it to electric orange. You can give it a nah. shot. But look, that pre-show shot, good tradition. Probably why you've tripped over them lights, though, too, right? I, uh, exactly. I know. I did not need a refill. I, I was I was running off to get another drink and shouldn't have. So, well, man, hey, I know you got a lot going on in yep. your life. You've been running around wide open, yep. and uh, you spent a couple extra days in North Carolina and Charlotte to be on the show for us. Thank you so well, much, dude. And also, like, I just want you to know. I mean, I'm me, my whole crew, everybody that's with me. We're huge fans of of this, and I just, you know, just knowing that we have a connection, you know. And I, I hate some of the circumstances we do, but it's just, man, that's, you know, I've always been a fan of you, and I just appreciate you being, you know, as big as it gets, but also as cool as it gets. And that's, uh, that's, I don't know. To me, I've always thought that was way more impactful than. You know, not being just a, a good person, and you are you're the epitome of a, a good dude, man. Well, I appreciate it, man. Yep. That's nice to say. We love you. We appreciate you, and uh, we be we'll be keeping up with you, man. Uh, hey, who what, you got with you? Yeah. Uh, so I got uh, my tour manager, Daryl Dixon, over here. Hey, Daryl. Got Andy Vess, my bus driver. Andy, the yeah. the first approver of a song. Yeah. You know. Josh Young, one of my best friends that I met while I was selling t-shirts for Luke, and Josh. we we're still friends now. Good to see you, boys. And then my boy Cody Alexander, who's a huge racing fan, knows way more about it than I ever will, and uh, that's Cody. they're with me. So yeah, awesome, man. Well, I love it. Every, yeah. every time we get, we don't really get much of an audience, so it's kind of fun to have some folks in here. Well, thanks for letting. And I, like I said, we've been looking forward to this. This is a huge thing. So. He brought some other people. Yeah, actually. let me hold on one second. Okay. Cool? I got to grab some. Yeah. Help him out that door, yeah. Mike. It's a, it's a little button. Just wait. Just do it on the fly. Oh, s***. What the hell? <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Dale. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. <laughs> yeah. Damn. What'd you that wish for? Cake out. Okay. That's a, how, how cool that is that? That amazing. Hey. Hey. Are we going today? <laughs> Woo! Damn, I'm going to cry. <laughs> Hell, I might cry. Oh, and I knew it was happening. You are incredibly hard to surprise, by the way. <laughs> how, did you, how awesome is this? I mean, oh I thought it was God. hard to surprise you for your 40th birthday, but with kids and all the other things happening now, we have had to reorganize oh, and like, shush man. people for months. <laughs> yeah. And we got blue the other night when oh. I said something about Isla, keeping Isla. <laughs> y'all messed me up. <laughs> Dude, that's all. So where y'all y'all heading to Key West then? Yeah, we are. We're, we're ready to Dude, go. Happy Your birthday, bag man! Bag is packed. Absolutely, God, bags packed. 
That's yep. awesome, bro. Man, that's so thoughtful. Hey. He has been dying to go to Key West for a while, and yeah. one of our other friends is planning a birthday party, and he's Damn. talking about how excited he is to go. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, dude. That's so awesome. Hey, I remember we played a show in Key West, and he introduced us. That was the coolest, one of the coolest Hell moments. Hell yes. Right. I awesome. was so drunk I don't, <laughs> hey, the next morning i still use this quote the next morning i said hey how you doing and you said i'm wounded and i've said i'm, I'm wounded so many times since then. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm a little nervous about that wounded part for this I week for so myself much, but yeah, yeah I'm on, i'll check on you yeah that yeah. Man, hey <laughs> i was i was with tim but and uh, we were having a great trip man but that yeah. was cool to be able to go do that at that show oh, man. man that was fun this is amazing no, uh, like, like it's a child. Like, I, like, I don't want to drop it. I'm like, you can do whatever the hell you want with that. Good yeah. Yeah. Damn, awesome. y'all. Well, thank yes. you, Cole, for helping me. Oh, my gosh. Hey, thank y'all for yeah, everything. Nice this is a, a big thing. Tim, good to see y'all. Yeah, man. Yeah. So here's, here's the best yeah, part, uh, Dale. So, Dale, the actual Wait, there's truth a better part? Is, a no, well, the actual <laughs> truth is, is that Colt didn't really need to go anywhere. We got you here early because we're done with the show. The yeah. show's you, over. You yeah. got to get this out of here, dude. You don't have you're any more done. show to do. There's dude. no this open segment. It. We did you're ask gone. Junior already. You're, well, we you're literally off for the rest of the week, Colt. <laughs> Yay. Get, get your ass to Key West, it. son. Yeah, get out of here. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo. Dirty Mo.